Greetings in the name of Jesus this morning. It's a blessing to be back. And uh, I didn't come from home to get here. I, uh, well, I've been all over, I guess, before I got here. And uh, I think since the last time that we were here, I've probably spent more time away than what I have been at home. <coughs> and uh, last Sunday, I had the privilege of being in Liberia, West Africa, and so I find it rather cold in Minnesota these days, rather cold. I invite you to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13 this morning. My work in Liberia is, involves a school which is part of Faith Mennonite Mission which is connected with Christian Aid Ministries. Christian Aid Ministries has the humanitarian aid warehouse there and um, along with that there's a church there, there's actually two congregations, uh, the Light Mennonite Church and the Hope Mennonite Church. Light Mennonite Church is the mother church, Hope Mennonite is a daughter congregation. And at the Light Mennonite Church, we have a school with about 180 children, and all national children, and about a dozen or 12, uh, uh, tw 12 to 15 staff members, all national brothers and sisters. And it is my responsibility to, on an annual basis, go there and have workshops with the teachers and to visit the school. That was my purpose of being overseas. And I came back here on it's a Friday morning that I arrived back. So, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 33. Two very short little parables that Jesus tells us. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed it in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds, and when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. I've entitled the message this morning, Little But Influential. The importance of little things. In German we have a saying, translated into English would be, if you do not honor the little, you're not worthy of the big. In the Old Testament, after the people returned from exile, from Babylon, from Babylon they started building the temple, rebuilding the temple that had been destroyed. And there were those people that were, were present there that still remembered the magnificence of the Solomon's temple that had stood there earlier. And as they saw this temple being put together, which just did not have the, the glory, did not have the magnificence, did not have the luster, did not have the near, the, 
the dimension of what the earlier temple had. Um, it seemed that these they were discouraged, they were disheartened, they were weeping. This this just this just didn't. This this was nothing compared to what they had had, what they had lost. And Zechariah the prophet um, tells them, and he says, "For who hath despised the day of little things? Don't don't knock." the day of little things. We have before us here two parables that Jesus tells, two very short ones. And I'd like to look at three things this morning that these parables refer to, that they talk about. They talk about, first of all, the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven, first of all, Jesus is pointing out first is that it has a small beginning. We tend to look for and want big things. Big things. That's natural, that's normal, even in children. They would rather take a nickel than a dime because the nickel is bigger. Everybody wants to be big. We look for big things. Here Jesus tells us in the first parable about a mustard seed, which he says is the least of all seeds. I understand it's a very small seed. In Matthew 17 and Luke 17 talk about these, these mustard seeds which just really were not very big at all. But when they were put into the ground and given the opportunity to germinate and grow, they grew into a bush, a shrub, tree-like plant, 10 to 12 feet tall. And uh, so a lot of birds would come and, and enjoy it, the, the, the shrubbery of it. But that little seed had life. At a very small beginning. It wasn't just a dead piece of dirt. There was something there. It had life. It had potential. It was there. And because it had life, that little thing could become very big. Sometimes things are little. But big things can happen from them. A little article or something I wrote, read said, two, two people long ago were talking, and they said, anything new happen around here? No, nothing new happens around here. Oh, by the way, Lincoln's had a baby named Abe. <laughs> but what's that? Well... didn't start big, did it? Started small. But it became very influential. The small beginning, but there was life. And Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like to this. Start small. 
It doesn't look very big. And we must remember the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is within us. It's among us. It's among his people, among those who Jesus, who've accepted Jesus as king. He says, and it may not look big, it may not look significant, it may not look important at all. But if there's life, it can make a difference. It can make an influence. We look at a lot of things in the Bible that were very small, but were significant. Jesus told his disciples, if you're going to give a cup of cold water to a child in my name, that will not be forgotten. Now, we don't consider that to be a big task at all, normally. But something as small as a cup of cold water, that little bit of comfort, that little bit of service, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25 and telling the, the parable of the, where he's at the end of the day when he's going to separate the sheep from the goats, and Jesus has said, I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. And all these things that, that were ministered to him. And then he says, I was hungry and thirsty and all these things, and you didn't do these things. Those aren't big, earth-shaking tasks. They were little services. Things that we really don't consider to make that much of a difference. Jesus says, those are the things that are going to count. They're small, but I take note of them. Jesus said, if you will have faith as a mustard seed, as this little seed that we're talking about here, you can remove mountains because of the potential. Faith doesn't, you don't need a bushel of it. But you need to have the potential of growth in faith. Jesus watched people give offerings at the temple. And the widow who gave the last two mites she had put in much more than those who put in bags of money. Jesus just has a whole different value system than what we do. It would have looked as if, oh, what do those two coins? Can't feed anybody, can't help anybody. God, you don't even notice two coins. But Jesus said she gave more than everybody else did. It was just a little. That boy gave five loaves and two fishes. Likely with the intention, I'll go hungry. I mean, what will five loaves and two fishes do? They might feed Jesus, but they won't feed 12 disciples. They won't feed a crowd of 5,000 people. Never. But he gave. He didn't share. He gave. He didn't say, you take half, I take half. We'll split it. He gave. 
And it was that amount that Jesus used and there were 12 baskets left over. It looked like littles and so insignificant. But he gave what he had. Moses had a rod, ordinary stick, probably. But what, what didn't God accomplish with, with Moses' rod in the hand of Moses? It was used in pretty well all the plagues of Egypt to start the plague and to finish the plague. It was used to divide the Red Sea and then later on to bring it back together again. It was used to bring water from a rock at Mount Horeb. It was used in the conquering of the Malachites as Moses had his arms lifted up, like he was there. It was used to reveal that Aaron was the priest. It talks about the, the budding rod. It was just a stick that made a difference. David used a sling. Why he used five stones in his pouch, I don't know, because he only used one. Was his faith that small? I don't know. I'll just leave it the way it is. But it was one rock and not a big boulder either. One sling. It was little, but it conquered the Philistine army. Naaman was told to go dip seven times in the Jordan. That muddy river. It wouldn't have worked had he done it six times. In fact, he didn't even want to try it at all. He'd rather go to some clean river back home until his, his own people, his, his own employees persuaded him. If, if, if the man of God would have asked you to do something big, you would have done it. You would gladly do it. Just do this. It's little. But try. The man's skin became totally healthy with a little act of obedience. The publican prayed a little prayer and he left justified. Jesus does say, if you're faithful in little, then you can also be considered to be, to be faithful in much. And so a little makes a difference. But a little can also make a difference negatively. The man buried only one talent. He didn't bury a bushel of talents. He didn't bury all his... He buried the only talent he had. Because somehow he felt this wouldn't, this wouldn't do the job. And so he would just give it back to the master. And that cost him his eternal life. James speaks about that little member in our mouth that sometimes would be nice it would be fastened at both ends. At least some of us wouldn't have near as much trouble if it was. And he says, and that 
that tongue can be such a way of blessing people and encouraging people, but can also have a way of just totally destroying, just like a match. Match is a wonderful thing, but it can be extremely destructive. The same match. The same little match. And Jesus does say in Matthew chapter 5, this hit me some time ago as I read this, in verses 17 through 19, he says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law <clears throat> or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. There, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, least, not the big one, and shall teach men so, to break one of the little ones and say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's really not that significant. He says, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoso shall do and teach them shall be called great. Jesus in this parable is teaching us the significance of small beginnings. Secondly, looking especially at the second parable, Jesus is pointing to the importance of silent, unseen influences. He's talking about this lady who is baking bread. And she's putting in leaven. Today we use yeast normally. Bible times and even if it's a sourdough kind of a situation you use dough from a previous that you've held back and it's soured and you put it in there and you mix it through and, and that's what is used as a leavening agent as a rising agent and she puts it in there and the whole dough piece gets leavened that way recently Joanne was baking bread and she had it all ready and set, was supposed to rise, and all she says, Oh no, I forgot yeast. He says, What are you going to do? Pitch this now? No, she says, I'm going to try, see what's going to happen. Well, she somehow was able to get the yeast in there. <coughs> Let's say this way they were buns we didn't serve to company. But they tasted all right. They sure wouldn't have been too good if the yeast had not been put in. They looked a little funny. But it worked. It worked. But that leaven influenced all of its surroundings. It wasn't noisy. It didn't make a big scene. But it just acted and did what leaven does. And here the scripture says, this woman put this leaven and hid it into three measures of flour, of meal, mixed it all together, and the leaven did its job, 
you couldn't separate the leaven from the rest of the dough later. It was just all part of it. You couldn't hear it rising. You likely couldn't even see it, but you, you saw the result eventually. It had done its work. It wasn't noisy. It wasn't very visible. didn't make the news. But it, the size showed, the taste definitely was affected, and the looks of it too. Now some people say that the Bible always refers to leaven in a negative sense, and in most cases it does. In most cases it does. It talks about the leaven of the, scri of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees and of the Herodians, and that leaven you know, it grows and that's how sin grows and, and it, 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 is, it is a negative agent. But there is at least one place. And of course, leaven, leavened bread was not never to be used in the sacrifices. It was also always to be unleavened. It was not to be used at Passover. It was always to be unleavened. But I understand there was one time. And that was the uh, what we today would consider the Feast of Pentecost. They were to offer leavened bread. Then they were, which seems to me is a is a um, picture of the of the growing work of the Holy Spirit. But here Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto this. It grows. It makes a difference. Even though it doesn't necessarily hit the news by everything that it's doing. It's not always visible. But it works from the inside and it does its job like leaven always does. It does its work. It makes a difference. But the little wrong things that you do... Now, you remember, you come see me afterwards because I have something little for you. One last part. In these two parables... I believe Jesus is pointing out the importance that one can do. If the mustard seed had not been planted, there would have been no bush. But one seed was planted and was cared for and had life in it. It germinated. It grew. It was a little bit of leaven, one, one measure or one whatever it took, I don't know. And so one is important. In fact, a lot of big things often begin with one. We sometimes have the idea, well, if we want to do something, it always takes a lot to begin. No. Many things start with one, making a difference. We look in the scripture. 
It was the disobedience and sin of one set of parents that has brought sin into the whole human race. Did it matter? We sure feel the effects of it, don't we? It was the sin of Achan when he saw the Babylonish garment and that, some of that gold and silver. And it wasn't that much because he could hide it under the floor of his tent. He didn't take a whole Brinks truckload of, of stuff out of Jericho. He didn't go and take a whole clothing store full of clothes. He only took a little bit. But God had said, take nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it caused the defeat at Ai the first time. One little sin. But the scripture also tells us that it was the redemptive work of one, Jesus Christ. We don't need the blood of a thousand people or of a thousand Christs. But it was the blood of one. made the difference. It was the lunch of one boy that made the difference. It was the faithfulness of one Joseph that saved Israel and his family from perishing when he then moved to, to Egypt. And so one makes a difference. And as we look at this leaven just a little more yet, I said leaven has this inner influence. And so if I allow the leaven of Christ's spirit, of the Holy Spirit to work in me, that can make a difference. Not only in me, but it can make a difference in the world. It can make a difference in the kingdom. Because leaven doesn't just act upon. Leaven has a transforming power. It changes the whole constitution of the stuff. It changes its look. It changes its shape. It changes its, the taste. It, it, does its, it does its work. And when the kingdom of heaven moves into your heart and mind and is there, you're changed. The scripture tells us from glory to glory is by the Spirit of God. And leaven has a contagious characteristic about it. It works on the next piece of meal, whatever it is. It's aggressive until the whole lump is leavened. It spreads its power. And brothers and sisters, you may say, all oh, what do I have to share? What do I have to give? Sometimes a smile can go a long way. Sometimes just a small little deed. Maybe somebody's at the, at the grocery uh, till counter and, and needs one more dollar, doesn't have enough, and, and is actually, well, what am I going to not 
not not buy now and just say here it can be something so little to do something that is really not that big but can make such a difference to pray with someone to call somebody recently somebody had called me quite a while ago we were not at home and left a message and uh, I decided I need to call this man back who's a friend that I've known for years and so just the other night I took time to call him I do think I was a blessing to him at least he, he let it be known that way but all it was was a, a, a few dimes of, on my cell phone and a bit of my time but just the fact that somebody thought somebody remembered me somebody called and just to chat to encourage it doesn't have to be a tractor that they give you it can be a scratching but it makes a difference it makes a difference and so dear ones leaven mustard seed very little things but they do make a difference they are influential and so, don't despise the day of little things. And allow Jesus to work in the little things in your life and to allow the little things into your life because it's the little things that count. And whenever Jesus is involved, involved in little things, count on it. It doesn't stay that way. Whatever Jesus does has significance in my life.